Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday. Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate Systems. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right race fans let's get rowdy the next 60 minutes will be two men talking one thing and one thing only racing from the third tracks the carolinas to the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. No race is too big or small for this duo. Ladies and gentlemen, these are our hosts, Rowdy Maglite and Kyle Magda. This is the Rowdy Maglite Show. Thursday night edition. Welcome back, guys. To Thursday night's Rowdy Maglite Show. And hopefully, guys, we got Brad Perez calling in. Going to talk about his Chicago experience. Uh, looking forward to hearing about that. But, uh, guys, we're kind of getting ready now for Atlanta. I got Atlanta this weekend, July the 8th, the Xfinity Series racing on Saturday night at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And then Sunday night, guys, I don't know how you feel about the Sunday night racing. If you got to get up and go to work on Sunday morning or Monday mornings, that makes Sunday Sunday night's uh, pretty tough, especially if you're driving five, eight hours back home and try to go to work the next day. Productivity is gone. Also, uh, Mid-Ohio and the Truck Series, uh, the Truck Series will be racing on the 8th Saturday, and the Arkham Menard Series is racing there also on the road course. I don't know if Brad's going to be there. Uh, Sure, Brad will be at uh, Atlanta with the uh, Xfinity Series with Emerlyn Gates. But we're waiting on Brad to call in. Kyle also, Kyle's working tonight. He got called in. Somebody called in. But uh, we're going to – Kyle went to uh, Williams Grove, everybody. We kind of skipped over this Monday thinking Kyle would be able to call in tonight. But they put he is going to make it, but – we're going to go on and play his uh, – we're going to start with the third place at Williams Grove. We might have, have to pause as they get over here. Oh, no problem. Uh, Kyle Mag at Rowdy Maglite Racing Media here with the third place finisher uh, here tonight at Williams Grove. Chase Deeds uh, made the redraw, um, and he got around Tanner Thorson there at the end, or close to the end. So uh, just talk a little about your night and how the track was out there. Uh, I thought we were going to give away a good starting spot there in the heat race. Uh, Got a little free and all but looped her um, in turn two, and we were lucky to save and at least get ourselves into a qualifying spot and uh, put us in a redraw, redrew a three, which on a track like this tonight, that's, that's what you wanted uh, start up front. And, um, it was a tough race, you know, went pretty much for the most part nonstop, and, you know, for as, as fast as it is and going through traffic like it was on a narrow track, it definitely got to get up on the wheel. So it was. Uh, Definitely entertaining, just uh, definitely wear you out a little bit. All right, Kyle at Williams Grove, man. We got more of them to come here. I've got to make it to Williams Grove. That's on the on the plan 
when I go to Pocono at the end of the month. Chase, talk a little bit about your run in the USAC Silver Crown Car. I know it was a couple weeks ago, but uh, you finished second to Logan Sevia. How was it in those 50 laps? Uh, it was a heck of a lot of fun, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Port Royal, it's not like you're going wicked, wicked fast, um, especially with those things. They're a little, a little slower, but it, they're very racy. Um, and up there, it was, a, it was a nice track for it. And, um, we didn't know what we were doing. Just uh, we, had, we had some good people to help us out from the get-go, and... Luckily, you know, gave us a, a good car to start with, and I just had to learn how to drive it. Um, for, for me, it was nice to go to Port Royal the first race to, you know, go somewhere I had some experience at least. And, um, look, and I think it helped for uh, for our performance, um, just knowing how the track was, but then uh, figuring out where it needed to be. So I was good. I think the, the last couple laps there before the caution came out with, like, four to go, I was I just kept looking at the board because Logan was so far out that uh, I was like, man, just kind of clicking off the laps here. Um, but, you know, doing a long race like that uh, and putting that into, uh, I guess, having our first showing, putting out a second was pretty badass. So it was, it was a lot of fun and um, just lucky to have that opportunity to do that. Can't thank Bruce Lee enough for uh, giving me that chance and looking forward to doing it again. Guys, and that was uh... – Chase had went to uh, Port Royal in the Silver Crown, the USAC Silver Crown race. Uh, double duty there, two tracks, back to back. Kyle Madden, Rowdy Mag Light Racing Media here with the winner of the PHP League Mid Smith Memorial here at Williams Grove Speedway. Brent Marks, uh, I was just I was just telling you last time I talked to you, you won a lot of money in the last year, you know, with the Kings Royal and the other races. So uh, talk a little bit about how your night went. Uh, you started on the pole. I know you had to hold off Matthew there when you hit lap traffic toward the end. Yeah, you know, I mean, it felt like we had a really fast race for all night long. You know, we kind of tried well. We, uh, he raced really well and um, just kept working on the car throughout the night, making, trying to make as best decisions as we could because it sort of judge what a track like this will do when you get ranked storms like that. So, um, you know, we felt like it was going to stay pretty heavy all night long, and uh, so we adjusted according to that. I feel like we made the right decisions there, so this whole team just did an amazing job tonight. Um, we've just been uh, really, you know, really fast here lately, and just, uh, you know, true blessing to drive the chase back. I have to ask you about Wednesday night, the battle of mastery. I mean, you guys go back and forth. I mean, what's that like from from your standpoint? How you guys battling for that win? Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was a ton of fun. That was one of those fun races I've had. And, um, you know, it's just uh, you know, really two aggressive drivers just going hard at it for a win and um, put on a great show. And I was very thankful to come out on top and, you know, came out on top again tonight. So, you know, me and Anthony, I feel like, have pretty equal cars and we seem to be battling for wins about every single night here lately. So, um, yeah, so I feel like, you know, we're, we're racing each other really well. We're having a lot of fun together and uh, really enjoy, you know, our time at the race. At times like this, I think how lucky I am to be a NASCAR Winston Cup driver and how fortunate I am to have a great sponsor like Napa Auto Parts because Napa understands quality and value and the importance of having a friendly, knowledgeable staff. And it's at times like this, looking around at the empty grandstands and listening to the silence of pit road, that I realize I'm at the wrong track. All right, we're going to now roll into our post-NASCAR Xfinity Series 
race press conference with our race winner, Cole Custer. Cole, appreciate you joining us here under some unique circumstances for sure. But Cole is the um, driver of the number 00 Haas Automation Ford. And um, congratulations, Cole, on this victory today. But maybe just tell us a little bit about, you know, your experience yesterday in the car and what you thought of of the course and, and kind of, you know, going into the unique circumstances of today as well. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's been an awesome weekend overall. Just the whole event, I mean, the whole thing that NASCAR has put on here and the whole city has been pretty unreal. I mean, I think everybody was a little bit skeptical going in and all the drivers, but the course is such a blast to drive. I mean, there's definitely passing zones out there, but it's such a risk versus reward as a driver. You know, you can push it out there and run fast laps, but you're going to be on the edge of wrecking. So it's, it's definitely a, a blast to drive and puts it in the driver's hands a little bit. But um, today, I mean, we definitely wish we could have ran, run all the laps. I mean, it sucks that we, you know, we don't want to win it this way, but at the end of the day, we had a really fast car. Um, I think everybody knew that. So um, I think this team can compete with anybody out there, um, and we're really hitting our stride, and I'm really proud of everybody at JT and all the guys at the shop who have worked so hard to put us in this situation. All right, well, now go to questions for Cole. If you have a question, raise your hand. We'll work to get a microphone to you. We'll start up front with Bob and then move to Lee. Go ahead, Bob. Uh, Bob Hockris, Fox Sports. I don't know, did you get a chance to look at any areas of the track, give any idea like how far, I mean, was there any possibility you felt of you all getting out on there? Yeah, I didn't even see it, honestly. I mean, I was sitting in the car most of the time, and, uh, you know, I just heard there was a lot of standing water, like through 7 through 11 or so. So, uh, you know, I'm sure all the cup guys are praying the rain goes away, you know, because they do not probably want to deal with that. But um, it's wild. I mean, I, it's wild enough just being by yourself out there in the dry. I can't imagine it with, you know, 40 guys out there in the in the wet. So um, we'll see what they're all made of today if they have to do that. All right, Lee. Spencer Catch Friends, what do you say to the fans that, you know, came and really – wanted to experience the Xfinity race, wanted to experience the concerts. Honestly, it was pretty surreal. I mean, the first on the pace laps, we rolled off pit road, and you can hear them cheering, like, from the stands in turns uh, between one and two. And, like, I've never experienced that, I don't think, anywhere at any other racetrack. You know, like, they were just screaming and yelling. You could hear them, and it was, it was pretty awesome. So, and, and the stands for Xfinity race were packed So it was yesterday. So it was, uh, it was definitely a really cool event. You're, you're up there with Bush Light, and I remember your first poll was also in the state of Illinois at Worldwide Technology, and you couldn't even drink at that point. So you've kind of come full circle with the two, your, your first poll and now this win in Illinois. Yeah, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, uh, you know, we got to do the Stone Cold thing. We're going to do this that after this, I think. <laughs> um, but um, they said it's a felony to jump in the fountain, so we're probably not going to do that, I guess. <laughs> but uh, we wanted to, but um, and we could. I, I just might have to get me from jail, I guess. <laughs> All right, we're going to go to Jonathan and then Daniel. Go ahead. Uh, Jonathan Fiel, the racing experts. Uh, Cole, what was your impression of the track as you got running there? Uh, definitely treacherous. I mean, for us, with how the Xfinity cars are with the solid rear axle, you know, we wheel hop a lot. So going into turn six, turn four, turn seven, all of them that had bumps going in there were definitely treacherous on, you know, one mistake and you wheel hop too much and you're going to be in the fence. So it was definitely edgy in the Xfinity cars, and I'm sure it is in the cup cars too. Um, but it's just finding the limit. Because the second you you step past that limit, you're in big trouble. So uh, it's it's definitely nerve-wracking for sure. 
Dale McFadden, Frenchers.com. Uh, two, two questions. Uh, for, uh, first, how awkward is it to be celebrating a win a little less than 24 hours after you you last had the engines fired? Yeah, definitely probably the most awkward win I've been a part of, um, you know, just because you're so disconnected from the race. You know, we raced 24 hours ago, so it's definitely one of the weirdest wins I've ever been a part of for sure, but we'll take it. I mean, you know, we're racers, and we'll uh, you take it as it comes. So we're, we're proud of it. We'll take the playoff points and keep it going. And what does it mean to you to be technically the first NASCAR race winner on a street course? It's huge. I mean, being a part of that, you'll take that to the day you die, you know, saying that you were the first winner on the Chicago street course and, um, you know, the whole event that they put on here. So um, it means a lot, and hopefully just keep it rolling through the season. All right, we're going to go to Jay and then back over here to Jerry. Hi, Cole. Jay Cohen, Associated Press. Can you tell us a little bit about the communication you guys were getting from NASCAR? Was there any point today where they thought, you know, hey, we are going to be able to get on the track? Like, take us through maybe what you heard as the day developed. Yeah, I don't know if anybody knew, <laughs> really. It was, uh, you know, you go to your car, you get in, and it's like, oh, there's standing water, we got to wait, and then there's a lightning delay, and then it's, you know, there's just so many things that happened in the last 24 hours that I think led to this point. So um, I think it was just so many unforeseen things just because it's the first time we've ever done this. And throwing rain, rain, rain in the equation really uh, throws a curveball at it. So um, it was a lot of confusion, but I think uh, it is what it is. You know, we can't control the weather. All right, we'll get a microphone over to Jerry, please. Jerry Jordan, kickingstars.net. Uh, yesterday, Austin Hill was in here. He said that he felt like a guinea pig going out there. Did you feel like a guinea pig on the track? Because I've got some photos of you in like seven and going into eight, and and you seem to be holding your line pretty well. But uh, you know, some of those guys didn't didn't make it through some of those turns back there. Yeah, it actually worked out great for me because I just kind of let let the other guys go, <laughs> and they did like the first five minutes. I just watched on TV, and then uh, I rolled out, and I actually pulled out right behind Justin Allgaier and uh, Sam Mayer, I think. So I just watched them and what they did and kind of just caught on, you know, because they, they were the guinea pigs the first five laps, and I just followed them. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. We have a question right here. Hi, Cole. Uh, Steve Greenberg, Chicago Sun-Times. Um, it went, went well for you, obviously, yesterday, but, but is there anything uh, in the area of, like, constructive criticism or suggestions you'd make about specific parts of the course that maybe could be better next year? Um, I mean, maybe a couple of the walls. I mean, you see, like, uh, Kevin's wreck, it was kind of like there's, like, a double point in that wall um, that you can't really see until you hit it. <laughs> so um, that could maybe be a little bit better. But overall, I mean, they did such a great job with this. I think overall, I mean, we were really skeptic going here. And seeing the track when we showed up and driving around it, we were impressed. I think all of us were impressed of how drivable it was and how racy it was. So um, I think there's there's nothing – everybody can hang their hats high, I think, on this one. They did a great job. Um, it, it's a shame that the rain really threw a big curveball at it. I'm sure, sure in the years in the future they'll, they'll get that better and better. But, um, but it was a great weekend, I think, that NASCAR and the city did. All right, we have a – had a question. Dustin, go ahead. Cole, take me through what you were doing when you find out that you were declared the winner. 
Well, we were just on the pit box, and, you know, we're all just waiting around, don't really know what's going on. And then uh, JT actually got the word on the radio that they called it, and that we were the winners. So, And it's, like, such an awkward moment, too, because we've just been waiting around. It's like, how excited can you be? Because we didn't, didn't feel like we did anything today, you know. But um, it's it's still a really cool feeling that, uh, you know, came out on top of it. But uh, definitely one of the weirdest ones for sure. The tendencies of this are a little different from a road course, but now this is two of the last three that you've won. Uh, how much effort have you put into getting better on these types of tracks? Um, yeah, I mean, I've um, honestly just road course racing in general has always been a strong suit of mine. I feel like I've I've always loved it, and I've always I feel like been in contention and had speed at road course races. It's just never worked out until this year. <laughs> so uh, we're finally really getting things to work out right, and just. Uh, you know, sometimes that's just luck, but I think overall we've we've been fast on the road courses, and uh, we're just putting it all together. All right, I had two additional hands over here. Apologies, the light sometimes makes it a little hard to see. You're good in the back, okay? Sam, if you'll come right over here, thank you. Oh, you see it? <laughs> thank you, uh, Noah Jennings, Chicago Public Media. Um, obviously, you didn't have a traditional finishing moment for this race. Has it set in in your mind that, you know, this race is over and done with? It's in the rearview mirror, and has it set in that you won this race? Uh, Yes and no, I guess. I mean, I think after a week you'll it'll probably set in a little bit more, but it's uh, definitely weird. I mean, like I've said it, I don't know how many times, it's just the weirdest race I've ever won, you know, just because it's um, a day removed really from when we actually were on the track and um, just all the things that happened in the last 24 hours, so... Uh, but we'll take it as they come. And uh, now having been through this race in Chicago, this unique setup race, um, are you looking forward to NASCAR being back here again next year, having been through the experience once, and are you looking forward to perhaps more courses like this elsewhere in the future? Yeah, I'm pumped about it. I mean, we have a really fast setup for this place, and uh, we've, you know, it was a great weekend for our team. So I, I'm pumped about coming back here, and I think uh, the whole city, you know, did a great job with it, and, it's a cool event, so I think everybody is very excited to come back. Final questions? Oh, we got one in the back here behind the camera, Sam. Thank you. Uh, Michael McClure from the Chicago Maroon. Um, Colt, what kind of conversations did you have with the team ahead of time to prepare for the possibility of rain, and are there any lessons you can take from this experience for future situations like this? Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many things that we do when it, go, it comes to raining, you know, like just having even like a wiper on the inside of the car to try and get the, the fog out of the windshield, you know, so um, there's a lot of different things there that, you know, help us a little bit for the future, just little things. And um, but overall, I mean, we we had a good plan and we were ready for it. And the thing about this place, you really don't know how it's going to race in the rain because we've never um, there's not really a, a set lane in the track yet because, you know, there's not a ton of rubber down. So do you have to run a rain line or do you not? And how all the paint's going to affect you on the racetrack. So there's lots of unknowns, I guess, when it comes to rain racing here. But uh, it's uh, lucky enough we didn't really have to deal with that. Um, if I can ask one more, um, from what you heard down in pit lane, do you know if there was any added concern among the drivers to be racing on this type of circuit, especially since it's a street circuit with, su with such tight confines? Um, I don't think the circuit in particular, it's mainly just the visibility and the standing water. You know, if we get it to where you can't see a car length in front of you, it can be pretty dangerous. Um, if somebody stopped in the middle of the racetrack and you can't see them. Um, and then also the standing water, you know, if, if you're just hydroplaning and uh, wrecking all the time, you know, there's no room for air around here. So um, that was the thing that I think we were a little bit worried about. But 
overall, I think if it's if it's just a little damp, I think there's no reason why you can't race here in the rain. All right. Any final questions? That seems to be all the questions. Cole, thank you for spending some time with us today. We really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, guys. All right, guys. Cole Cluster. Uh, Cole will be in Atlanta this week, guys. Uh, just like he said, if his name goes into the uh, NASCAR book, he won the first street race in Chicago. So the truck series heads to mid-Ohio and the Arkham Menard series also. And we're just getting ready. Kyle Magnus supposed to be calling in here, guys, here just a second. In between his little uh, venture tonight. But we got A.J. Flock from uh, Thursday night. A.J. had a pretty good weekend. Kyle got to talk to him at the track, Port Royal or uh, Williams Grove, not sure. Our guest today is A.J. Flock. Welcome, A.J. How are you guys doing? Thanks for having me on. Thanks, AJ. So, uh, man, you got a busy weekend with the 4th of July coming up, and you have been busy this year and, and stacking up a few wins this way. Yeah, yeah, we've done we've done all right, especially out in western Pennsylvania here. Uh, this entire weekend coming up, Port Royal, Ceilings Grove, Port Royal again, a lot of, lot of money on the line, totally different competition levels. So just going to do what we can to go out and compete. What, uh, I mean, you pretty much stacked up at Port Royal. What's your feelings of, of that track? I, I hadn't been there. It's on my bucket list, AJ, and I'm looking forward to getting there. What, what's your thoughts on Port Royal? Uh, I love the track. I think it's a phenomenal facility. It's uh, good to race on. Um, relatively clean out there as well. It uh, doesn't hurt tires too much. Um, very rarely does it ever lay rubber, but it's just it's a very, very difficult track to race on. Uh, very slick up to a fence. Um, it, it, over the past three years, it's really struggled to maintain any sort of moisture in it. So your starting position has become the utmost importance, uh, putting down good qualifying laps. Um, and then some of the drivers there have just gotten uh, really, really good. And, and you can see it by the finishes and who's always up front. And um, it's just, I know myself, along with uh, quite a few others, have yet to really figure out how to race that track uh, and set the car up for it when it gets real slick like that. So um, there's some of us that can come out and put a good run in every now and then, and uh, there's a few that we just need to keep working on our cars. That's all there is to it. AJ, how'd you fall in love with sprints and dirt racing? My family's been involved in it. Um, my grandfather raced uh, when I – well – he passed away when I was six months old, but he began racing back in the 50s and 60s and got my father into it, and I got involved in it. And um, I wasn't—I was more of a late model fan growing up, but uh, as I got older, and we decided to move up from street stocks into a premier division, whether it was 410 sprints, big block modifieds, or late models, the sprint car was actually the most cost-effective route for us to go. Uh, so we ended up going sprint car racing and. I've I've run a modified and a late model since then, and I I could never go back to one of those. I have to be in a sprint car. It's just the the thrill and the adrenaline rush in a 410 sprint is unmatched by any other car on dirt. 
Hi, AJ. You have Kyle here. Thanks for coming on the Rowdy Mag Light Show. Uh, first question for you is, I, I know you've been, been busy with, with work and racing. Um, you know, uh, how was Sharon Spewitt the other night? I know you ran Wednesday night. Uh, how, did, how did your night go? And, uh, you know, what? You know, how was the track out there? <laughs> it was It was good until I stuffed it in the fence. Um, we qualified fifth overall out of 37 cars, which wasn't bad. Finished second in the heat race. Uh, so we made the pill draw. I started fifth, and I was running between fifth and seventh the whole time. And they had done some track prep before, and um, apparently they had laid clay down a week or two ago, and the track started to really rut up and peel off. And um, I must have just been set up way too tight, and my car was just so violent, much more violent than the guys I was racing with trying to get through the holes. And I ended up just catching a hole in turn one, uh, about lap 15 out of 30, and ended up just stuffing in the fence. So um, not the first time I've done it. Won't be the last time I've done it. But we worked uh, on the car last night with the crew and got everything fixed up, and we're already we're already ready to go racing again. So uh, it wasn't that it wasn't that much damage, and just learn from the mistake. And I probably just should have been more patient and kind of realized that. I was putting myself at risk with the car I had at that time and maybe just picked a different group. That's all. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how Western PA Speed Week went? Um, I know you're from out there. Uh, I know Rowdy was mentioned on Port Royal sometime. All right, guys. Uh, we got Kyle calling in. I'd like to welcome Kyle Magna to the show tonight. Welcome, Kyle. Hey, Rowdy, it's good to be here. Um, kind of had a slight change in plans tonight, uh, but uh, it's good to be on. Uh, didn't make the Monday show, but uh, good to be back on and, and back from a very eventful weather week here in Pennsylvania. So, you, Kyle, you got to go and, uh, to Port Royal and also Williams Grove, and you, got to, you actually got to interview Chase at both races, racetracks, didn't you? Yeah, uh yeah, uh, Chase Dietz um, uh, finished third in the uh, PA Speed Week race, the Mitch Smith Memorial at Williams Grove Speedway. Um, got around Tanner Thorson, which is not a very easy thing to do. Um, but uh, finished third of that, got to talk to him. We actually have two parts. We have uh, the part with him after his third-place finish, and also uh, Rowdy. He made his USAC Silver Crown debut at Port Royal Speedway three weeks ago and finished second to Logan Seavey in, in the 50-lapper. So, uh Good to see Chase. Um, I know we had him on uh, after the, the BAPS race in April, uh, the battle we had with Devin Borden for most of that feature. So um, just glad I was able to get a hold of him. And I got to interview Brent Marks as well, who wound up winning that night, um, the Mitch Smith Memorial, $20,000 to win. So, uh, yeah, Rowdy, other than that, uh, we had three straight days of rain for PA Speed Week. Port Royal uh, was scheduled to run Saturday. Shower rained out the race. And then uh, Seelands Grove, they got started, and then they got rained out. Uh, Port Royal on Monday got started, got rained out from a shower, and then Tuesday they, they rescheduled the uh, $15,000 to win Keith Kaufman Classic. Uh, no surprise there, Rowdy. Uh, Anthony Macri winning, um, got around Logan Wagner on lap 14 to 30 and just uh, basically checked out after that. Um, there was a lot of flips, Rowdy. There were three flips in the feature. Uh, TJ Stutz uh, on the first lap, and then Danny Dietrich a little bit later, and then uh, one of our, our, our uh, guests, uh, Devin Borden. Um, went for a flip without four laps to go. And Rowdy uh, was talking with some people right when that happened. And uh, 
We weren't sure if Anthony Macker was going to hold on or not because he had such a big lead over Logan Wagner, but uh, he just pulled away after the restart and held on. So uh, Anthony Macri, the, the winner of the Keith Kaufman Classic, $15,000 to win, and he's also the PA Speed Week champion as well. So, uh, you know, Rowdy, uh, very good to see racing. Um, just three miserable nights for everybody. And uh, also the Seelands Grove race that got rained out on um, – on Sunday, it will be run this Sunday. It will still be $10,000 to win, but it will not be a PA Speed Week race now. But um, drivers and teams have uh, agreed to run it, so uh, the purse is still there. And, uh, yeah, we're back to normal this week. You know, Williams Grove, Port Royal, back to the normal shows. And, Rowdy, I just uh, before we start playing the audio, I just want to just say, whoever's listening tonight, I just want to say thank you for our, your support of us. It um, really means a lot. And, uh just giving the heck every day, man. I mean, that's what I've been doing for a while. And, you know, I had some rough patches here, but uh, trying to get over it and uh, get back to the racetrack. And I think I think going to Port Royal Tuesday night really helped. And um, just, just to get back to the racetrack and not see any dang rain, Rowdy. Because, I, I, I mean, Mother Nature, I, I mean, you yeah. know how it is. You know how it is. You know, I mean, you know, uh, Mother, you know how much NAS- or Mother Nature loves NASCAR. I mean, look at Chicago. <laughs> so, um, but I was glad to, you know, glad that the Chicago race got in and, and one last thing, Rowdy, um, uh, that win by Shane Van Ginsbergen on Sunday, I don't think, was just a good win for NASCAR, but a good win for all motorsports. I think so, too, Kyle. I think so, too. I, I believe that was really a big win for NASCAR and motorsports in, in general. Kyle Maggot, Rowdy Maglite Racing Media here. With the third place finisher uh, here tonight at Williams Grove, Chase Deeds uh, made the redraw, um, and he got around Tanner Thorson there at the end, or close to the end. So uh, just talk a little about your night and how the track was out there. Uh, I thought we were going to give away a good starting spot there in the heat race. Uh, got a little free, all but looped her um, in turn two, and we were lucky to save and at least get ourselves into a qualifying spot and uh, put us in a redraw, redrew a three, which on a track like this tonight that's, that's what you wanted uh start up front and um it was a tough race you know went pretty much for the most part non-stop and you know for as, as fast as it is and going through traffic like it was on a narrow track it definitely got to get up on the wheel so it was uh definitely entertaining just uh definitely wear you out a little bit so they had to get up on the wheel kyle what was the the track conditions at williams grove out it was kind of a crazy night um first of all uh there was a shower there early in the day on friday and then um uh, they, were, they put everybody on the front stretch and um there was this kind of an issue uh with that uh the the, the pit entrance in turn three where they normally come in uh come back to the pits would have standing water so uh, they wound up actually moving everybody from the front stretch pit to the back stretch but it took took about an hour but um, needless to say, they got everything in, and Rowdy, the track was really fast. Um, I mean, Brett Marks was flying out there. Um, I mean, Anthony Macri wasn't far behind, but, uh, yeah, it's been those two most of the years, so, but, um, yeah, it's, you know, the track's good. It was pretty good, you know, they, they had it, and, um, you know, just glad they didn't, they, did, they got the race in. It was 20, PHP week event at $20,000, so, uh, it was, you know, it's good, good to see the posse doing good as well. Well, Kyle, I'm glad you got those nights in. Uh, I, I know some of us get tired, and 
Good night of racing is good for you. So, uh, Brett Marks, you had Brett Marks on at uh, Williams Grove, Kyle, and we're going to play Brett. Kyle Madden, Rowdy Maddox, Light Racing Media here with the winner of the PA Speed Week Mitch Smith Memorial here at Williams Grove Speedway. Brent Marks, uh, I was just I was just telling you, last time I talked to you, you won a lot of money in the last year, you know, with the Kings Royal and the other races. So uh, talk a little bit about how your night went. Uh, you started on the pole. I know you had to hold off Matthew there when he hit lap traffic toward the end. Yeah, you know, I mean, it felt like we had a really fast race for all night long. You know, we kind of tried well. We, uh, he raced really well and um, just kept working on the car throughout the night, making, trying to make as best decisions as we could because it's hard to judge what a track like this will do when you get rain storms like that. So, um, you know, we felt like it was going to stay pretty heavy all night long, and uh, so we adjusted according to that. I feel like we made the right decisions there, so this whole team just did an amazing job tonight. Um, we just been uh, really, you know, really fast here lately, and just, uh, you know, true blessing to drive the chase back. I have to ask about Wednesday night, the battle of mastery. I mean, you guys are back and forth. I mean, what's that like from from your standpoint? How you guys battling for that win? Yeah, I mean, that was, uh, that was a ton of fun. That was one of those fun races I had. And, um, you know, it's just, uh, you know, really two aggressive drivers just going hard at it for a win and um, put on a great show. And I was very thankful to come out on top and, you know, came out on top again tonight. So, you know, me and Anthony, I feel like, have pretty equal cars and we seem to be battling for wins about every single night here lately. So, um, yeah, so I feel like, you know, we're, we're racing each other really well. We're having a lot of fun together and uh, really enjoy, you know, our time at the race our uh, post-race media availability before our winner joins us. I uh, wanted to uh, have a couple of members from the NASCAR leadership team uh, who are integral in, the, uh, in this historic weekend. Uh, we're joined by Chief Operating Officer Steve O'Donnell and Senior, Senior Vice President of Racing Development and Strategy, Ben Kennedy. Um, Steve, Ben, I'll open it up. Uh, just your general feelings now that the checkered flag has flown on Sunday about this historic weekend. We'll start with Ben. Yeah, I think uh, certainly a remarkable weekend, a historic weekend for us. You know, we've talked about this a lot. A first in 75 years to celebrate a, a special year for us. Obviously, um, Cap, that was a special moment. But I'd say, first of all, a, a huge thank you to the city of Chicago. Um, the city showed up so well today from the backdrop on NBC to the energy among the fans um, in the city and the crowds. It was uh, it was certainly remarkable to see. So really appreciate the collaboration with the city, the various departments, um, obviously Choose Chicago, the Sports Commission, everyone involved. And then a lot of credit to the entire team. So Julie Giese and the entire team here in Chicago that have been working on this um, every single day since we announced on July 19th of last year, um, getting this event ready for uh, this weekend and then uh, for Leaf Production as well. So. Certainly a um, a neat event. Good to see uh, a first-time winner in Shane. And, um, you know, as a fan, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I, w- I would echo what, what Ben said and also incredibly proud of our industry. Um, a lot of questions raised, especially to, to this guy to my right, of what is NASCAR doing on a street course? Uh, I think our drivers performed incredibly today. Uh, one of the best events I've seen um, a testament to the drivers out there, the crew members getting these cars ready um, across the board, Xfinity Series, Cup Series, what that garage group went through uh, to put on a show for the deserving fans in Chicago who turned out 
were excited, uh, got everybody in the industry excited. I think you could all see that as well. And uh, a proud moment for, for all of us in the industry to be in Chicago. Um, as Ben said, an, an incredible welcome mat rolled out for us, and, and hopefully we delivered for the fans as well. Okay, thank you, Steve and Ben. If you have a question, please raise your hand. We'll get your mic. We'll start up here with Jeff. Can you describe the emotions that you guys had to go through from, you know, it looks like yesterday everything's going great, then all of a sudden the weather comes, and even into today it looks kind of grim for a while, and then turns out you can race, and it's a great race. So, like, how, how did you guys, what, were, what was that like for both of you? Yeah, I think I'll start, you know, from, from yesterday. We, we did everything in our power um, to be able to, to get that going and, and have something, um, but we wanted it to be safe, right? And, and so we kind of turned the page to, to today. Uh, we started at 6 a.m. with a meeting. Um, what are we going to do? What's it look like? Uh, we met, I think, every half hour um, throughout the day, all the way up until, you know, that last caution when we declared, you know, the race would be 75 laps. You know, we had to wait to see just how long. So when we started the cup race, we were very hopeful. You know, if we went green, which I know is unprecedented, but we could get all 100 in. So constant meetings, constant communication, but again, applaud the industry, um, all of our folks, not trying to pat ourselves on the back. It's more the cooperation we had with the city the assets that they brought to the event as well to be able to get the track ready uh, was incredible. So just proud of the, the work that everybody kind of put their egos aside and was able to just focus on, hey, what can we do to get this in for the fans? And I would echo Steve, too. Um, you know, I think from yesterday to, the, to through today, um, a number of meetings and communication, certainly with the folks in race control and the city as well and the collaboration uh, certainly throughout the day was, has been really well. So, um, you know, a testament to everyone coming together to help them make that happen. Um, certainly this is brand new to us. This is the first time we've done um, something like this. So, you know, naturally we'll have a lot of learnings out of this as we think about the future. But um, really good collaboration today. Proud of the team, you know, from competition to the city to the folks on the event side. Um, everyone really worked together well. Go to Jay. Hi, uh, Jay Cohen, Associated Press. Um, can you guys take us through, like, around 4 o'clock, it looked like you guys were thinking about starting today. Was that kind of the plan, and then what kind of caused you guys to kind of back off that at, at some point? Yeah, we actually weren't thinking about starting at 4 o'clock. What we wanted to do was get all the things that needed to happen to be able to fire the engines and get us going, um, taken care of, so that when we knew, hey, track's ready to go, you know, we're not going through the anthem and driver introductions and those sort of things. So I think a little confusion that was put out by some folks of, you know, I can't believe NASCAR is going green. We were never going to go green under those circumstances. We wanted to get all that stuff in place so that, you know, the window we saw kind of starting at 5, 530, where we'd be able to race. We didn't want to have to go through all the, the pre-race stuff. If we could get that out of the way, was the thinking. Go to Jerry. Jerry Jordan, net. I just walked back in. There's thousands of fans falling out of here, and I've got a video. Not one of them that I asked what they thought said a negative word about anything that we saw today. You know, what do you, what's your takeaway, and, and does that help secure, you know, any negotiations of coming back and, and you know, things like that you know, going down the road and in other cities to show that we can do this? Sure, yeah. And, you know, I, I think to your point at first blush and – 
I had the opportunity to go down to Victory Lane and, and congrats uh, Shane and Justin and the team. And certainly a lot of fans down there still. Um, a lot of people seem like they're having a really good time. Um, obviously, we're going to have a, a very deep dive post-mortem after this event. Um, a lot of surveys that will go out, collecting a lot of feedback. Um, you know, Of course, there are a lot of things that went according to plan. There were some things that didn't go according to plan, obviously, with the weather. Um, so we're going to have a, a lot of takeaways from this weekend, um, which I think will be really good. But from what I've seen so far, certainly from the fans and then from a lot of folks in the industry, has been positive. Yeah, I would just, just one add-on, I would say also, Jeremy, you were over in Le Mans, right, with Garage 56, and I think, you know, Shane winning this race and the fans that he's bringing in and, and Project 91 with Justin, you know, for us, um, really showcases again being in a big city, having a big moment, but also having that international presence um, and a driver in, in a series that we have a lot of respect for. We've spent time over there as well. I think contributed to the enthusiasm you saw from the winners, uh, and that's contagious with the fans as well. Kelly. Kelly Crandall, Racer.com. I have two. First off, um, I don't need to run through some of the criticism thrown NASCAR's way about just bringing this race here and, the, again, the criticism of what could go wrong and, and just doing it here. So any, can you share anything about how this event did go off? Was there things we don't know about that did any of that happen that people were worried about? Or, or how, just how did this all play out? Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think it, it, it played out really well if you look at today. Um, you know, obviously, I think if you, if you run the clock back to yesterday morning all the way up until we had the hold, um, you know, I think obviously a lot of energy, a lot of fans, a lot of people that have followed our sport for a long time, but a lot of new fans as well. Um, and then, you know, naturally, I think as we progress through today, as soon as we, we got the car started, a lot of people started to file in. So, you know, as we said, going through the scheduling process, this is, this is a journey, right? So we announced a lot of things in our 2021 schedule. We went to new markets. Next evolution of that for us, naturally, the Coliseum. This is kind of the next iteration of that. Um, and as we go through it, it's, you know, we're by no means saying that everything's going to be perfect from day one, but, you know, you don't know unless you try. And we gave it a really good effort today. And he was certainly proud of all the work that everyone's done. I think the, the city showed so well, um, certainly on broadcast today. And then the energy um, around the, the field and around the, the park today was palpable. Oh, sorry, Kelly. Sorry, go ahead. Just one last thing, and this might not be a question either one of you can answer, but competition-wise, the decision to end the race early, there's a lot of upset crew chiefs that got caught on the strategy. Is there anything you can share about making that decision when it was made? And because, again, some got lucky with the strategy having already pitted, and others felt that that decision should have been made sooner before that happened. Yeah, I would say um, there was a lot of thought put into that decision. Um, at the time we made it, uh, we waited as long as possible to see if we could get all 100 laps in. When we knew that wasn't possible, um, we waited. We closed pit road. We wanted to make sure everybody knew what the race distance, distance was going to be. Everyone had a chance to come in, pit the car, get fuel. We wanted to take fuel mileage out of it. Um, I think some, you know, we've had conversations um, with some who may have thought it was unfair who pitted on the same lap. Uh, that the leader did and, and won. So um, we are, uh, you know, 
I think we're more than comfortable with the way the decision was made uh, in this case. Certainly, you can be second-guessed, right, anytime you have to do this, but um, I feel like the process um, played out well. Would have liked to get all 100, but um, we wanted to be as fair as possible for the fans and also not put ourselves in a position where we're getting questions of why you're racing in the dark. Dustin? Dustin Long, NBC Sports. A couple questions. Uh, one, Ben, um, what did it mean to have uh, Mayor Johnson here? Obviously, this deal was done with the previous uh, uh, mayor, and you know, previously before the election, Mayor Johnson kind of been you know, a little bit skeptical or kind of on the on the edge. I'm not sure which way to go on that. To have him here, what did it mean? What did you feel like you were able to show him? How many politicians did you have here in this area to uh, show them what, what this event can be? Yeah, so, um, you know, first of all, we had the, a chance. I know Julie and the team was the first folks to meet with the mayor, and this was, um, you know, certainly early on in him taking office. And we had the opportunity to spend some time with him this week as well, and super gracious, um, welcomed us to the city with open arms, and has been fantastic ever since. Certainly he came to the race today, had the chance to speak at the driver's meeting as well, but your relationship with the Johnson administration has certainly been strong as well as his staff. And then, you know, I'd say to add on to that, the relationship with Choose Chicago and the Sports Commission, um, Cara Bachman and, and everyone on that team, you know, if you go back you know, two or three years of us trying to put this event together in the planning process. Um, a lot of folks were here today that were with us from the very um, start and some of those early conversations. So it was neat to see them. Some of them were actually down in Victory Lane, um, kind of taking in the moment and soaking it all in because I know NASCAR and put a lot of NASCAR and the industry put a lot of effort in, but the city uh, certainly put a lot of effort into this event and uh, it showed. And I'm not sure if this is for Steve or for Ben. Um, you have an international driver win today. It, it's certainly been expressed about interest internationally. Um, Australia, New Zealand, that, that, that the Supercar Series probably is closer to, you know, what this car races than anywhere else in the world. But I know obviously the, the distance in, in trying to do something there is a lot probably more difficult than Europe. Beyond North America, um, where does where does this Australia New Zealand market rank? What do you what can you take advantage of with with Shane's win, or is it still more realistic beyond North America that it's probably going to have to be Europe when NASCAR expands further? Yeah, no, very fair question, and and a lot of folks don't know that that one of the kind of genesis genesis points for our next gen car was the Australian V8 series. Um, we were encouraged to go over uh, visit. We spent a lot of time with the race teams who were incredibly generous. If you have not seen the racing there, it's fantastic, um, and you couldn't be more welcomed when you go over and watch it. Um, so we've had a close relationship, you know, throughout in terms of dialogue, um, com com competition. Um, so I, I would never rule out the potential for an event. Um, what's great about this is NASCAR has huge interest globally right now. Um, we saw it in Garage 56. You know, ben and I had a number of meetings with a number of different countries and a number of different continents wanting races. Um, good problem to have for us, um, but we want to do what's right for our fans, uh, take the product to, you know, where we think it's going to resonate. You know, to us, this was perfect. You know, applaud Ben for having the vision on this. You know, we're more of a Chicago Bears type fan base, and I think we delivered that today, and the fans that showed up uh, hopefully felt that with us as well. So we got to balance that as to, to where we take, where we go next. Is that a reasonable 
I'm, I'm not going to put a, a timetable on it, but I, I think we're all confident in NASCAR that we could take the Cup Series anywhere we want, uh, and we do that with the industry. And I think, I, I don't think, I, I know the, the race we put on today would sell and would be embraced globally for sure. Now we have a couple more questions, but we have our winning team here. So, Ben, Steve, thank you so much for your time. Congratulations on a great weekend, and uh, have a safe flight home. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. If you didn't get to listen to all of it, you can go back on and link up with the link that we have posted on our Facebook page, guys. Atlanta. Look for the light. Saturday night. Saturday. Sunday night race, guys. Hey, you got a Sunday ticket for $49. A kid gets to go Sunday for $10. Not a bad price. $59, you can take you and your son or your daughter. Grab that ticket. Appreciate it, Kyle. Thanks for calling in. Bye now. Let that light shine.